Welcome to the Numbers Game. I'm Jason and I'm joined by Nick and Marty. How are you going today, guys? Going really well, thanks, Jace. Very excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about one of Australia's favourite sons in football. We call it soccer over here, but football in general. So uh, I think you'll get a lot out of this in regards to leadership and lessons in leadership. Nick, how are you? I'm going well, mate. Going well. Um, feeling better now, though. So Jace dropped the F-bomb about 10 times. So I'm thinking that uh, I'm in pretty good, pretty good space at the moment compared to some. So I think he's still got that tweak in the neck it, you know mm. just aggravates you even if you're angry or not it's just just there niggling away niggling away so it's good to get off some um, off numbers and onto some leadership stuff been very tax and money focused lately so this will be a good one particularly given uh, how relevant it is in the news at the moment how much cash this guy is getting paid to lead football clubs unbelievable Jace, how are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good. And let's not forget the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup as well, uh, which is kicking off not too far away. Um, be exciting to see uh, the ladies take the World Cup in Australia on home soil. That'll be pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's all happening in this uh, the world of football. And as you said, Marty, we know it as soccer. But when I was in the UK last December, I had to learn to call it football pretty quickly so I didn't get beaten up by the lads over there. Um, and, yeah, exciting times. So... Before we crack in, I'm just going to quickly run you guys through today's uh, show sponsor, which are the great team and lovely people at Innovate. So as we know, Innovate are responsible for all things finance, wealth, commercial, and also cars and equipment. It is often that time of the year. There's some end of financial year sales or some new financial year sales uh, for cars and equipment too. So plenty of opportunities to get in and get things sorted. So if you need a hand, reach out to the team at Innovate so they can get you covered and all sorted. Marty, what's happening today? Talk talk us through your leadership lessons. Well, you know that we, obviously we all love sport. Yeah, cricket, football, basketball. Bombers. Throw anything at us. It's uh, Bombers, of course. Bombers. Adelaide Crows for Nick. But um Ange Postacoglu is doing some amazing things overseas and I've just been reading up a little bit on him and it's, uh, I couldn't be more impressed. And what sparked it initially is one of the guys uh, that work here, Mark, uh, he was coached in under-12s by Ange and he was just saying that um, he was just amazing even back then and he far exceeded everyone's expectation as a coach, which makes me think Mark must have been a fairly decent player. I have to test him on that. Um, and he's now, you know, he's Australian manager that's won the Scottish Cup with the Celtics um, over there in Scotland and he's won five out of six trophies available. But his record spans, when you look at that, He's got two National Soccer League championships, two A-League championships, one AFC Asian Cup, one J-League Japan championship and um, and what he's done in Scotland as well. So very, very impressive. And I thought let's rip out some of these lessons that, um, that he's renowned for. And one of the first ones that I thought was interesting was he's 10,000 hours. Like he's just a student of the game. Like even when he was very young, everything you read upon him when he was playing, he would analyse the game. He'd look at techniques. He'd look at stats. Um, he was just absolutely in love with the game, but he loved the specifics in regards to everything about the game. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I think that's a really common trait of people that are highly successful. They're not only passionate, but they have a high level of detail around all their learnings just purely because they they do love it so much. So that really stood out. 
Um, the other thing I really liked was he had individual and team accountability as well. So some people are very good performers individually, superstars, but are they team orientated? So he would always see how the individual tracked against their targets and he'd also look on how that team member was impacting the team in general to ensure they were all uh, pressing forward together. And I really like that because we see that in business all the time um, where someone might be an outlier in how good they are, but yet they can still be te- toxic within a team culture. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know, Jace, any, um, yeah, any response to that one? Oh, mate, just uh, if you remember what Nick said about some of the words I was throwing around pre-show, you might uh, be able to pick up what we're putting down. No, no, um, just kidding. It's Look, I definitely agree we talk about, you know, our team culture all the time and, and how it's in – the, the greater good of the business is more important than any one person's individual efforts. Um, you can have one person individually crushing it, um, but if they're dragging down the team around them rather than lifting them up, um, it's never going to be a great result. And, you know, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, it might have been like when Jamie Tart was being a bit of a uh, bit of a punce and, and not a good team player. And then, you know, now look at him, he's absolutely crushing it and kicking goals and the whole team loves him. So you want you want team players that are lifting up those around them and and contributing to the collective team goals or the collective business goals. So, great point though. Yeah, it's it's very much our own version of Ted Lasso, isn't it? You'd you'd swear if uh, if the Ant Postacoglu story was written and um, written into, into history, and Ted Lasso came out a few years later, it's definitely uh, there's definitely some synergies there, which is quite weird when you think about it. Um, my the thing I really liked is um, just the, the focus on communication um, and his ability to, to communicate with all stakeholders. I think one of the things that the article said was that he actually talks to the players probably the least out of all of the stakeholders um, in the organisation. So whether that be, I think he referred to the person opening the door, uh, opening the door, but you know the boot cleaners, the uh, the kit managers, whatever it might be. Um, the Nates, if you uh, if you watch Ted Lasso, mm. so I think um, that really got me. Um, obviously, the players, there's got to be a certain amount of dialogue with the players, and they're probably the the most important as far as communication goes. But he would have other coaches around him that would be doing that, mm. and his job was to make sure. And I know a lot of football, um, not just AFL clubs, but a lot of um, sports in general are going this way, kind of like the NFL approach, where you're just really managing and leading the group and the organization and you have people, you know, on the ground doing um, the grunt work for you. So it's very much like business and being a CEO, I guess, isn't it? It's um, it's making sure that all the pieces of the puzzle are in the right place so that everything works works well. And if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, Nick got me onto it. It is absolutely amazing. It's so it's it's a perfect uh a perfect series to watch if you like sports and you like business and you just love that cultural uh, connection that comes with team sports as well. And I see that very much uh, similar to to business as well. And we'll do an episode on Tim Lasso, I'm sure, Tim. down the track. Good we'll, Tim. We'll, Timmy Lasso. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Ted Lasso. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an absolute cracker. There's a lot of great life lessons, I think. I was going to cut in. I was going to say there, Marty, just on Nick's point about being a great communicator, that it also talked about the ability to articulate the vision, the vision for the team and getting everyone to buy into it. So that didn't mean that he had to individually go around to each player and spend a lot of time with them. He was going from very high level 
talking about the vision for the team and the vision for what they wanted to achieve and getting everyone to buy in and believe that. And if you can get people to believe in the vision and know what they're rocking up, working towards, that's one of the biggest things that you can achieve as a leader. And um, I think that that as one of his greatest strengths was to be able to share that. Um, and, you know, you think, you know, going back closer to home, you talk about um, Dimmer and Brendan Gale at the Richmond Football Club coming out saying, we're going to win three premierships within the next 10 years. And Dimmer was very, very good at articulating that vision and communicating that with the team, the stakeholders, everyone else. And nobody believed it at the time. But the Tigers were a rabble. They'd finished ninth multiple times, multiple years in a row. But they stayed true to their vision and that communication to to the key stakeholders, the, the supporters, the sponsors. And they went on to be able to do that. So never underestimate the power of vision. And that's probably something that Ange has done really well. Yeah, and that's what they said about him as well. Like he could he could do it throughout, high stakeholders to the doorman, everyone. And it reminds me of that NASA analogy where, you know, everyone that works there is putting a man on the moon and mm. it's uh or a person on the moon in this day and age. So it's it's a yeah, you know, it's incredible to have everyone buying a vision at all different levels at media, at stakeholders, you know. You know, players and fans to that degree. So everyone's on the path. And he has that ability because every every club he's gone to, he does a turnaround and he can take that club and turn them into champions. So he's got a system in play. He gets the culture integrated. There's a level of humility in it, but yet there's also a real drive to know where you're going. Uh, otherwise, where are you going if you don't know that? And I like his specialized knowledge like just attributes like he studies the matches relentlessly um you know he questions the coaches around him in order to you know getting the efficiencies to create the you know to to actualize the vision he analyzes mistakes he analyzes techniques uh he has a commitment to attacking football and he has this strategy called ball on the ground that uh, because there's less margin for error if you're controlling the ball along the ground rather than having it aerial all the time. So he's got a plan that he's really confident with, and he can execute on that plan. At ve- and that's always a that's always a telltale sign when he can go to various different clubs and duplicate the performance. I mean, that's the amazing thing about what he's doing here. So it shows you how important not only the vision is because you've got to. You've got to have something to believe in to get people up in the morning, get them striving towards that win. Um, And you've got to have great execution on various different areas of competencies within the sport or within the business as well. So I thought that was... uh, That was really, really impressive. And then the last, last piece of that puzzle was, you know, with hard work and constant with hard work and constant improvement you can achieve anything you can challenge yourself in anything so there's still that work ethic but they don't get down on people for making mistakes it's about how do we rectify the mistake to continue on to the path to that vision rather than you know beating people over the head with a stick yeah. because they've done something wrong that's so it, really important when you said all that Marty, all I thought about was, you know, when you listen to coaches and and captains of of clubs, whether it's here, football, soccer, the whole shebang, they talk about the process. You know, it's it's not one person being any, any bigger than anyone else. It's about following a process. So through being relentless and making sure that he studied the tapes and, you know, everybody's trained up on their their role. What's their role and what is the process he wants everyone to follow? 
and that's then how he's able to roll that out at different different clubs as he's moved around to be able to achieve that success. So, and I think you know you probably if you do listen to any of the the coaches after games when they talk about it, they don't talk about one particular player being a star of the team. They talk about everybody on the team played their role and did and followed the process. Um, you know, and you can you see it between years too, where some clubs are a total rabble one year. They get a change of coach and and you know a couple of you know young blood coming through and all of a sudden the following year they're they're up and about and they're achieving great things through you know hard work and just those one percenters constant improvement to make sure that everyone knows why they're there what they're doing and and they're following it so really important lessons yeah it's amazing this uh, a quick uh, quick book mention um, I've just finished reading Eleven Rings which is uh, Phil Jackson's book. Um, for those who don't know who he is, he was the uh, the guy that took um, the Bulls to to win rings, and then uh, the Lakers as well. So um, I've just thought of this, but what I'm saying is, it's amazing how an individual can have such an impact with a proven system, process, and way of leadership. Mm. Um, so Phil Jackson was was quite out there um, in the way that he did lead. Uh, you know, he had players meditating. Um, you know, was was gifted at bringing superstars together and making them work as a team. Um, he also had a, a an offensive um, style called uh, the triangle, mm-hmm. uh, which he which he implemented at the Bulls. Uh, he then took that same that same um, triangle uh, strategy to the Lakers, brought together a team that was you know they had not to go down the basketball path too much, but they had Kobe and Shaq, two superstars who pretty much hated each other on the same team. So they got those guys to work together and then, you know, they ended up winning three three rings as well. So it just – and this is the same situation. One individual has gone to numerous clubs, um, implemented the same systems and processes and style of leadership and has brought success. And I've got no doubt that he's going to do it at Spurs as well, um, Postacoglu. So – it's just amazing the impact an individual can have um, on a group of people. He's the first Australian manager ever to have an English Premier League mm, side. Is I that right? I think that would yeah, be right. Massive. Yeah, yeah, I think that is right. But yeah, you, you're right there, Nick. I think that's the thing. He's. I think with people generally, if there's any lack of confidence in the individual, the system can provide that confidence in regards to a winning formula and then the development of the confidence of the individual emotively as well. And we saw on a very small scale, even in a country cricket club, where it was a young group, it took six years to win a premiership and we had the system in play in regards to what we thought it would take to to win a flag, but it was just the development of those young men to go – who did they need to be in order to to optimise this system? So a lot of work went into the system, but it also went into improving the individual's capability and giving them confidence to back themselves and not getting too hard on themselves to make a mistake. Definitely analyse the mistake in order to, you know, if you're getting out, like I said, you're getting out LBW, you know, six times in a season, you've got a technique issue. So you can adjust that and maybe you're out once a year. You know, so it's all those incremental specifics on the individual. Uh, that, but when they've got buy-in on the vision um, and the system level, it's amazing how people can really accelerate their their own performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one thing that I, I've always been very fond of is not only the strategy approach, which is vital, but Angie's ability to uh, just 
create passion and positive emotion within his teams. And I think you need that in any team. But I love this. I love what he did here. He would talk to he would talk to players before they ran out on the ground and he would say, think about a person in your life that when you started, that when you started believed in you more than anyone else. Think about how that person will feel tonight when we win. Um, that's who you're walking out with tonight. Now, I, I love that on so many different levels because all of a sudden, instead of 11 against 11, it's 22 mm. against 11, right? Mm. If you're taking the person that believed in you and trusted your ability, so if you've got any doubt in your own capability, that's going to lock you into your best self in that moment. And I just thought that was a that was a great exhibition of what he does to get people really fired up and ready to take the take the you know take the goal and i thought that was fantastic guys what did you think it's good Love it. i like that's, it that's gold i saw i saw the 22 against 11 in the show notes and thought oh what's that i like that but that's that's mm. fantastic well that's even in business like they say like we have an we have an official advisory board but i know a lot of individuals that have yeah, it's like being a kid and you put up your footballers on the wall. You know, it's no different where you would have people that are successful in business or in other areas of life. Like I love Roger Federer's authenticity to how he loves tennis and how he promotes the sport and wants to advance the sport. Like you can have those mentors, you know, by reading their books, like what um, Nick was just saying about Phil Jackson. You can have those mentors in your life and you might have four or five people you really admire that have done things you would love to emulate and you can ask them, what would they do in this situation? It's a really powerful way to take you out of your own mindset and based off already the studies you've done where you're naturally connected to, it's a really great way to get that diversity of of how would they handle a situation and how you might be able to take something away and implement it in your own life or your own business. So really powerful visualisation and strategy tool. Well, Marty, I think you've uh, absolutely nailed the sharing of the leadership lessons here and uh, I definitely know that uh, I can't wait to roll it out. And then also, side note, can't wait to read that book that Nick's talking about with Phil Jackson as well. There's just a plethora of gold. And let's see how Ange goes with uh, Spurs. Let's see uh, what he produces again, hopefully. All the best to Ange, and until next time, game over. Game over.